Good afternoon, Seattle, and welcome back to the final season of Le Frères Heureux. Oh, how time does just fly. Yeah. It does indeed. I am Fraser. And I am Ewan. And we're into we're in 2023 mm. now, recording this. Far off space year 2023. I know, exactly. Um, it's been almost a year. Over a year now since we recorded the first episode. Yeah, yeah. All, um, almost a year since we, the, the first episode came out. It was yeah. kind of mid-January, wasn't it? Yeah, and it has it has been relatively smooth sailing, I think. Yeah, we've not had any major problems. No, I think it's been all right. Certainly, I'm not hating you. Yeah. Um, I hope you're not hating me by no. the end of things. We didn't have such differing opinions that we were yeah, <laughs> still not in fisticuffs. Had, we've still not... I think if there's... We were we were dreading a five one. Yeah. If one of us gave it a five and one of us gave an episode a one, but I don't think that's gonna happen now because it's not happened I yet. I don't think so. I think if it does happen in season eleven, if I give something a one and you give it a five, then we'll fall out. Mainly properly. because I can't imagine other than like one or two episodes. There are very any f- of them being a five. There are very few, but. I think the the ones are really bad. Yeah. And the fives are really good. Yeah. So if it happens in this season, then then it'll be a It might be fisticuffs. It'll be a it'll be a hissy fit for me, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um yeah, it's we're coming in for landing now. It's mm-hmm. it's been a bit turbulent. Or this last disc is going to be a bit turbulent, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Um but yeah, we should get a smooth landing at the end. I think so. The last disc should be good. But we've got we've got a few episodes left before we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kicking off season eleven. First disc is not quite as bad as I remember it. No, it's not. It's not awful. I, in fact, the way I have described it in my notes is not terrible. <laughs> yeah, not terrible. Uh, which is. A compliment for season eleven. It is. It is. It is a compliment. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I think we'll we'll get stuck in. I don't want to do too many kind of focusing on the end announcements. Quite yet. We've still got a few episodes to go. We've Mm -hmm. still got other things to plan. So we'll stick with stick with Fraser for now. And well, we have before we get started with the episodes, I want to give a, a, a quick shout out to from the desk of maris Cranay on instagram who gave us a shout out in their uh instagram story today and we have had a little spike in followers on instagram is that who shouted us out yes because they do really good memes they do they do really good memes memes. very solid memes you you told me earlier and you were like i was like we got a got a shout out on a meme account on instagram i was like oh that's cool I didn't realize it, it was, was that from meme the de- account. That's a good meme account. From the desk of Maris oh, like, Crane. Oh, like, yeah. Um, so if you're not following them on Instagram, go and follow them because yeah. it's good memes. And also, if you have followed us because of them, hello. Welcome. You're Welcome joining us right at the end. Right at the end. <laughs> we'll try and make it a good first episode, and then you can go back and watch the rest if you don't hate us. Yeah. We get The problem that we have, right, is that I do genuinely feel like we've gotten a lot better as the series has gone on. Yeah. But because of how we've structured the series mm-hmm. it, you kind of have to start from this you kind of need to start from the beginning so i think we've probably lost quite a few listeners who have either joined now or like 
at the current episode mm-hmm. and then gone back and been like, ah, the earlier episodes aren't as gr- aren't as good. Or people who have started from scratch and not gotten to the yeah newer they've episodes. given up because we've, the first couple of episodes are a bit clunky. We're an acquired taste. We are like a good shut enough to pop. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a good wine there, but wine. I, don't really, I don't really know good yeah. wine. <laughs> okay, right, enough ramblings. From the desk of Mars Cornet. Oh, that's quite exciting, actually. That's exciting. That's, yeah, genuinely follow and enjoy their their memes. Yeah. But yeah, good. Right, disc one of season 11. Let's kick off. We have No Sex, Please, We're Skittish. So we were left at the end of season 10 on... In my opinion, and I think in your opinion as well, the worst cliffhanger of the show. Yeah. Not just series cliffhanger, but even like individual episode cliffhangers as well. I mm-hmm. think it's just downright sad, to be honest, seeing Roz go off the way she does. Yeah. Um, but as we're brought back in season 11, they sort of in the show and very meta as well, they very much sweep that entire cliffhanger under the rug. From the get-go, um, yeah. the first scene is Roz meeting Niles, not deliberately meeting, just bumping into Niles in Cafe Nervosa and kind of saying, I've made a huge mistake. I didn't really want to leave KCL. I didn't want to follow Fraser. How? What's your, your opinion? How can I get back from this as easily as possible? Mm-hmm. And his sort of flippant, I think his facetious comment is, um, well, yeah. why don't you just go back? Just pretend yeah. nothing happened. Just go back to normal. And like, it's... On the one hand, I think it's great because I don't want any conflict between Rose. Like, it wasn't enjoyable to watch at the end of season 10. Yeah. So you kind of wanted to get back to normal. But on the other hand, it feels like a totally wasted cliffhanger. Yeah. Because that's exactly what she does. They're obviously just going back on the cliffhanger. And and it's, it's funny. I think it's funny that they're doing exactly what niles points out as a bad thing to do of just pretend it didn't happen yeah but it is yeah it's kind of annoying but it is funny at the same time yeah like the meta commentary aspect of it is is quite clever and quite funny Mm -hmm. but the context in the show is just kind of yeah yeah annoying i don't know i had never really thought about it before uh when i was writing up my notes for for this episode i never considered that it there is that connection between yeah. Roz just going back to work and pretending nothing happened and the season doing the same thing. Yeah. Do you think it was intentional? I don't know. I mean, I think it's quite... I think it's quite distinctly the worst cliffhanger. Yeah, Quite noticeably. Definitely. So I, whether it was regarded as that at the time as well, I don't know. Could have been. Probably should have checked like ratings and stuff of it. Um, but if it was, they maybe took that on board and were like, okay, let's just forget that happened mm-hmm. and get things back on track, you know? Because I can't... I Like, I get that some people like cliffhangers, some people don't. There's differing opinions on, on different ones, not just within Fraser, but, like, in general. This one is pretty shockingly bad, mm. just across the board, like... In terms of how it's portrayed and also within Fraser itself, it's just really just not enjoyable to watch. So I guess they maybe saw that, saw the 
audience response as well and we're like mm, let's let's just pretend that didn't happen yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know um so yeah Roz goes back to work she uh wheels off um quite yeah. <laughs> quite literally um the new producer that kenny has hired for fraser mm-hmm. um i can't remember her name no, neither can I. What's her name? Um, yes, the poor... The, very, very brief appearance. Yeah, the poor lady wants to make an impression and be good with Fraser. Fraser ignores her in favour of Julia. Roz then comes in and literally wheels her off down the yeah. hall in what is supposed to be funny, but is definitely, like, a hate crime. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that like, is... That's, that's, that's very illegal. Don't, don't do that. Definitely do not do that. <laughs> um... But yeah, and that kind of just goes back to normal. And Fraser, it then kind of switches perspectives for the rest of the episode to Fraser dealing with things. Up until that point, it's kind of how Roz is dealing with the situation, and then it switches back to Fraser and how he is handling everything. So he's continuing to date um, Julia, and then when he has all this conflict with Roz, he kind of speaks to Niles about it and. Yeah, you know how Fraser is thinks that it's all about him and assumes that him sleeping with Roz, mm-hmm. what, two years ago now, by the yeah. time this came out. Um she's become like obsessed with him mm-hmm. and super attached to him. And it's not just that she's his friend and wants what's best for him. It's... Yeah. So he becomes a bit obsessed. He didn't he then doesn't want to sleep with Julia in case the same thing happens to her. <laughs> like the ego the, the ego on this guy. Yeah. Um and this kind of leads to a bit of conflict with Julia, and they're, they're sort of they have an argument, and she leaves, but they don't re- like explicitly break up. Um, we kind of get a bit more closure in the next episode, but in this one, she just kind of leaves, and then he and Roz make up, and and basically, Roz says the exact opposite of what she said in the previous season. Mm. When in this episode, she kind, of, she kind of says like, "Oh, we're best friends. Nothing ever, nothing ever is going to change that." You know, I just want what's best for you. But in the previous episode, she's like, "Choose, choose between me yeah. or her, and yeah. this is it. I'm never coming back." And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't really. They give it a a little uh, explanation that Roz's dad got remarried oh yeah that's, and that's right and apparently his new partner doesn't get along with Roz, and now they they don't speak Roz and her dad have kind of lost touch because his new partner doesn't really like her and it kind of that made her very kind of possessive of fraser and worried that he was gonna leave as well which makes sense i guess but it's frustrating that they just sort of shove that explanation in there to try and explain yeah. away like yeah she was being insane at the end of the last Not season yet. here's a half-hearted explanation that doesn't go anywhere and was never mentioned before and also never again ne- ne- <laughs> never again we're not bringing this up again yeah um so th- it doesn't really lead anywhere but it i, I kind of like that whole meta commentary on the episode mm-hmm. um it, it's, it is kind of clever what they they tried to do despite it being their own mistake in the first yeah, place yeah As, assuming it is intentional yeah. it is funny the whole thing is that i'm kind of like i don't if if it wasn't then it's just sort of ironic and it's uh, yeah a bit sad but um <laughs> yeah assuming that it was intentional it's very funny yeah so the other half of the episode um i should have said there was two halves i just kind of 
dove straight in. Mm. But there's there is another aspect to this episode, and following on from the other half of the previous season's finale as well, is Niles and Daphne trying to conceive. And Niles has a bit of a existential crisis, I suppose you might call mm. it, where he donated to an an S bank. An S bank. <laughs> Martin doesn't like it when he uses the word sperm. Uh, he donates to a sperm bank, and or he did when he was back in college mm-hmm. to get some extra money. Um, and he's worried that you know he might have existing biological children running around. Um, so when he goes to investigate, he finds out that the, the, his samples were actually discarded yeah. because they weren't up to standard. He had low low motility, mm. um, which I, I don't know. I think it's, it is quite strict when you have to donate to a sperm bank. Not that I've done a huge amount of investigation into it no. or anything, but I think you have to be... It's very, very strict in like your um, medical analysis before you do it and your um sort of your actions while you do it over like a couple of months mm. and while you're doing that you can't like drink alcohol you can't yeah. have other sexual activities you can't eat certain foods fair enough so it's very it's always really funny watching shows where they're just like oh yeah i just donated to a sperm bank and it's like yeah. that's not how it works you don't yeah. just go in knock one out and then get paid for it <laughs> like that's not it's a lot more strict or i mean it might be in america i guess i i do not know but certainly here it's very very strict yeah um so yeah my point was it's kind of not surprising that his weren't up to standard i imagine that's probably quite a common thing i i would imagine yeah they probably do have uh yeah they they would test it yeah it'd be quite quite strict in, in what they do um but after yeah niall's taking on all these new diets and exercises and a uh, automatic warmer for his loins. Yeah. Um, he finds out that it actually wasn't necessary to worry about it mm-hmm. because Daphne's already pregnant. Yeah. And I presume that the reason for this is because Jane Leaves was pregnant again. Yes. She and was. that's why they got very much right into it. Right into it, down to business. They didn't. Um, they didn't want to sort of stretch it out too long and have to do another another arc with Daphne oh, Daphne's fat again or whatever yeah um, yes it, yes Jane Lees was pregnant with her second child yeah. um, who I believe was called Finn Finn Finn's a nice name yeah I like Finn as a name um, that's not relevant to anything it's not it's, no it's, but there you go nice um, so yeah that's that's kind of their um, overarching plot and it there's quite a few episodes that reference it very directly. They have a lot of plots about the pregnancy mm. throughout the series, but it definitely does take a little bit of a step back for the two of them compared to like when they were first getting together. There was a lot yeah. of plot very much focused on their relationship. This is very this is sort of treating them a lot more casually. Yeah. Just they are they are two other characters on the show and they're getting on with their life mm-hmm. you know it's not quite as it's it's usually pretty much every on them. every other b plot is yeah. kind of about their daphne being pregnant or about their relationship or them having to you know prepare for yeah having a child but the folk they don't yeah give them too much focus i don't know if there's any especially compared like a, to a plots i suppose compared to like the planning for their wedding or, yeah uh when they were getting married, when they were getting engaged, or when they were, yeah, like you say, when they when they first got together mm-hmm. around the time when 
Daphne was engaged to Donnie and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't a problem. I think it's it not, works. I, I think it's kind yeah. of nice to see them just very comfortable in the roles and it's, it still lends itself yeah. to a few yeah. good good episodes and some good gags, I think. Although yeah. now I'm struggling to think of any and the only one I can think of is a really bad episode that I'm dreading having to watch again. In this disc? No, no, not in this, this disc. Later on. Later on. That's fine. We'll get to that. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um so yeah, and, and that's that. So Niles and Daphne moving on with their lives, um, getting pregnant. Fraser and Julia still kind of up in the air at the moment, and everything else is back to normal, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of us. Um, it's better than I remember it. This yeah. opening episode, I I kind of I always sort of forget about this one because I always think that the next episode is the first episode. Yeah, I sort of mix them up in my head. Um, yeah, we don't get as much of a focus on Julia. No. It's more about the fallout between Fraser and Roz and then the B-plot with Niles and Daphne. Mm-hmm. Which means that it's not as bad as I remember. It's still annoying that it's spending... It's kind of just cleaning up its own mess I, from the end of the last season. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cleaning up its own mess. And it kind of... It does lead into the next episode. It's not strictly a two-parter. Yeah. But it does a lot of the most of the plot points from here do lead into the uh, yeah. episode. Not a two-parter, technically, but apparently it aired back to back. Oh, really? They didn't air on separate weeks. These okay. two episodes actually aired as a like the the second one aired immediately after this, um, which explains something which I will get to in, in the next, next in the next episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, it. So it, it's not it's not a two parter like you say they they it lends into it blends into it but it's not like a to be continued or anything. Yeah, I think it makes sense because the 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 Julia side of things is it does feel a little bit unresolved. Hmm. Um, so it, it kind of makes sense that it would it would lead into the the following episode, but at the same time you could watch it on its own and things would be wrapped up to an extent. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah. So, how did you rank it? I gave it a two. Excellent. So did I. Yeah. I I didn't think it was quite deserving of a one. No, it, no, it's not. I think especially compared to a couple of other episodes, even on this disc, yeah. let alone in this season, um, it's it's not bad. It has some good jokes. I think the stuff with Niles going to the sperm bank and the uh, nurse Karen in the, the sperm bank is, is very so funny. Good. Yeah. And some of the jokes around his um what what his testicular hypothermia device oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. <laughs> not necessarily the most sophisticated jokes no, but, but still quite funny yeah and um yeah i kind of i like i like those and i like Roz talking about um when when fraser becomes concerned that she's in love with him mm-hmm. and as soon as he brings up the idea she immediately dismisses it and says something like god no weren't you there uh, yeah <laughs> Which I I think is very funny, and if anyone ever said that to me, I would probably die of I think embarrassment. That's pretty, yeah, it's, it's probably the, the most because you know she's being totally genuine. Oh yeah, that's a 100%. that's a really honest insult right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's funny bits, but overall, it's most of the episodes just sort of mopping up. No, I I agree. I I think the sperm bank scene I think's amazing. The the nurse i don't know the actor's name i don't know if you've got it written down no i didn't but I, she is in a lot of things she was very much sort of sitcom character actor yeah um 
at the time I recognize her from other things. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, she's very good, very dry-witted towards Niles. But I really like that her sort of um, sincerity yeah. at the end when she tells Niles that he's he's got low motility and he's going to have difficulty conceiving with his wife. She kind of says, like, I'm really sorry. And it's it. there's something really nice about that, that yeah. she's poking fun at him. She's she's trying to um, sort of dismiss his excitement, I suppose, mm-hmm. about making jokes and having donated previously and whatever. Yeah. But she's she does care. She is quite nice about it. So yeah, I really like her as a guest star. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the rest of the episode kind of yeah just fills in around that. To be honest, that's where I gave my additional cop. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> it's for that's... that scene at the at the S Bank. The S Bank. Yeah. Not the ass bank. The ass bank. At the ass bank. At the ass bank. You know, going to the ass bank. (sighs) (laughs) I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, Okay. So this follows into a man, a plan, and a gal, Julia. Um, So it does follow pretty much straight on. Fraser and Niles have a little chat about um Fraser's dating habits and how he's very quick to dismiss relationships mm. and he needs to kind of give things a bit more time he needs to let them develop and those words will just come back and bite him right in the ass yeah <laughs> um because Fraser takes that very much to heart as he does with a lot of stuff Nile says yeah which I think's nice but um he kind of takes it to the nth degree and decides he's going to get Julia back, and he's going to stick with it despite her her very noticeable flaws. He's going to power through, and he's going to give their relationship a chance. So while all this is happening, Daphne and Niles are are planning their big announcement that that she's pregnant, and they have to go over to Fraser's to cook dinner because it's their oven isn't working or whatever. Yeah. And it, Martin's really great joke. About the oven. About, yeah, the German, apply, even their appliances crave power. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Um, this is the second time Niles has made a comment about his Gaggano being on the fritz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they come over for dinner, and after a little bit of a failed um, escape call, Fraser and Julia join as well. Mm-hmm. And it just from here on out for the rest of the episode you've pretty much got your head in your hands yeah screaming why she's still around because for the first half of the episode right she's kind of played as a bit of a redeemable character she kind of comes over she and Fraser make up they have sex and she seems when they're talking about going on holiday and stuff she seems quite pleasant yeah seems like she likes Fraser and gets on with things but as soon as they sit down for dinner mm-hmm. it's just she's just insufferable yeah just completely she refuses to eat their food has cereal instead she well yeah she's just talking about like psychiatry and slagging it off and fraser helps people with his quick psychiatry but doesn't bleed them dry like niles does yeah um she then spoils the announcement yeah Daphne Nelson, she overhears them in the kitchen and then spoils it in front of everyone else. What else does she do? Um, she answers the phone at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. Which is a couple a, of times. A cardinal sin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, spoils the 
results of the Seahawks oh, the game. Hawks ga- the Seahawks game, yeah. It's Martin. Um, she then is just the absolute worst loser at Pictionary. Oh, yeah. She accuses Niles and Daphne for of cheating just because they're good at it and then hates on Fraser because he's not great at it. <laughs> I do like his little Cherry Garcia. Cherry though. Garcia, it's funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not that it's a great drawing, but it's it is still funny when he explains it. Yeah. Um and then after a little bit of a mishap where she chokes and nobody saves her. <laughs> I do I love I love that little scene yeah. as it just pans, pans around, around yeah. everyone and they're all kind of like looking down at their shoes <laughs> and each other and <laughs> is anyone gonna save her? Nah. Yeah. Um she she goes off to the washroom and the the nail in the coffin of the relationship is her insulting Fraser's <laughs> new is it cotton hand woven cotton hand towels. Um, <laughs> I love that that is that's the straw. That's that's, yeah. that's the final straw. Um, and thankfully, at that point, Fraser kicks her out, and she is never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, yep. For both Fraser and us as the audience, we don't have to suffer through it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, is, it is nice. Yeah, and I like the final scene. I like that Fraser kind of takes responsibility and apologizes to everyone, and they celebrate celebrate the good news mm-hmm. of Daphne's pregnancy. Um, and it, that's that's kind of it. Yep, that's kind of the episode. That's it's the episode. Yeah, it's one of those episodes that's very much cut and dry. Is what it is. There's not a whole lot to it. We have that first little segment of Fraser apologizing to Julia and then we have the dinner and after dinner sequence for the rest of the episode mm-hmm. and that's about it yeah it's very thin on the plot it is it is i don't know if that's to its um it it's credit credit that's the one yeah. that's the word i was looking for <laughs> to its credit or not yeah because i don't know you would want to give much more in terms of plot, to I don't the know. Episode, it... I, I kind of, I think it possibly does work a little bit better as a two-parter. Yeah, coming immediately off the back of the previous episode, where you've got the setup for Daphne and Elsa's pregnancy, and you've got the setup for Fraser, uh, Fraser and Julia, you know, having their fight and then getting back together, and it helps to pad it out so it, the whole episode. If you watched it as a two, what like one forty minute episode, yeah, it wouldn't be the whole episode is just Fraser and Julia being insufferable at a dinner party. Yeah, that's true. I suppose we've said that before about another episode. Was it Adventures in Paradise? I think we said that. About. I think Adventures in Paradise works really well. I think it was maybe more. Um, just the pacing of the episode works better if you watch it in forty minutes. If you than watch, in 20, yeah. If you think of if you think of it as one long episode. Yeah. And kind of rather than two separate episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, because yeah, that the dinner sequence just drag. I mean, it it works. It makes you hate Julia. That's what it's that trying to what do. It's trying to do. The problem is, it's so difficult to watch that I think if it was any longer, it 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 would pretty much be unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Is there anything else going on in this episode? There isn't really. I'm trying to think where Roz is in this episode. She's not in this episode. She's not in this episode at so all. This is the thing that I was... The the interesting thing coming off the back of it being aired back-to-back as, yeah. a, as a two-parter is that Roz isn't in this episode at all because she's in the first part. Right. But she's not 
in this one at all. So technically, it's not an episode without Roz, although it kind of is. It is one of two episodes. The other one is also on this disc. Is it? Yeah. I was wondering. I was feeling there's like not there much Roz in this disc. Yeah, I was feeling like Roz was missing from this. The babysitter also doesn't feature Roz. That's weird. There's no KACL scene or anything. It just sort no. of kicks straight off with. Um, well, we'll, 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 get we'll to talk that. to the episode yeah, when we're yeah, talking yeah. about it, but yeah. Um, That's a shame. We were, so, we were talking before, I'm sure we had a discussion before about after Daphne and mm-hmm. her absence in season eight, Yeah, who was the next char- main character to kind with of the fewest not, episodes. Yeah. And I think I said it was Ross. It may well be, because... I think it must be, because no one well, else guess, is missing from any other episode. I guess. I mean, Daphne was missing from... Not many. I think it was only six episodes. Only is, it few, what, yeah. is it a full disc? I think it's... Or maybe... I can't remember. Yeah, because... Maybe not even. Maybe just five episodes? No, because I'm, I'm fairly sure that Hungry Heart is the end, of, the end of one disc. Disc and two. And then Daphne returns. And then Daphne the returns f- as the start of disc four. Yeah. So it would be all of disc Yeah, I think three, you're right. Six episodes. And then I think it's just these two that Roz is missing from. But yeah, but that would be... Everyone else is in. Everyone else is in every episode. Well, Even the ones like... Um, think of like Head Game or like Moondance. Frasier appears only he very does, briefly. That's true. Uh, but he's still in them. So, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, give it, give it to me. That's a one. Think? This yeah. is a one. I yeah. hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's just like on the one hand, I'm. It's nice. It's like cathartic knowing that this is the last time we have to deal with this stupid plot line of Fraser and yeah. Julia and all that crap. But it's just because it's like coming to a head. It's just like the worst of that little arc mm-hmm. condensed into a single episode. And I think you really feel the frustration of the fact that Julia spoils uh, Daphne and Niall's pregnancy announcement. Oh, you do? Because it's like, that's such an exciting... For like the the main couple of the show, we've had this slow burn of them getting together and then getting engaged and getting married and now they're pregnant and it's very exciting. And then it's spoiled by Julia, who's not even in the show again after this. I'm wondering if it would be better or worse if they'd done it with a one-off guest star. If it had been like a one-off date yeah. that Fraser had had. Mm-hmm. And they'd just been sort of a loud mouth and similar to how Julia acts, but it'd just been a, it'd been a one-off character. Yeah. And they'd spoiled it. If we'd kind of maybe forgive that a little bit more. Maybe. I don't know. Because Julia, it, it, we know that she's horrible. The mm-hmm. audience knows she's horrible. Roz knows she's horrible. Niles and Daphne know she's horrible. Yep. And Martin does as well after dinner starts. Mm-hmm. So, but we've been kind of building up to them being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So why do they then shoot it down? It's like, they proper, like, nuke it from orbit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her, her story arc and just completely annihilate it. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. Either way, yes, I'm glad to see the back of her and I completely agree this episode's a one. It's just, it's really hard to watch. She's just so awful. And yeah, I think you really you kind of put yourself in Daphne and Nyla's shoes here and think like how you would react in a situation like that. I wouldn't be as calm as they are, no, because they kind of no, let it go. Just and scream, they're like, "Oh well, cat's out the bag, and let's get on with things." I'd be livid 
I don't yeah. know if there's words to describe how angry I'd be mm-hmm. if something like that got spoiled. You know a word that I really like? Apoplectic. Apoplectic. Yeah. It's like it's just like seething with rage. Yeah. That 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 sums it up nicely. Yeah. That's a good word. I like it. Um yeah. So Shh. Yeah. One, one from you one from me yeah, as well you yeah, agree yeah. With the one from me as well yeah so it's yeah the first first half the first episode is kind of redeemable in certain ways this one just very much isn't mm-hmm. at all yeah <laughs> but it's fine because we have the back of julia we do have and the we back can now of julia. move on knowing that she is behind us and there's, there's a fun little um i guess bit of trivia about one of the jokes when fraser and niles are talking and Niles is trying to convince Fraser not to just run away from relationships, mm-hmm. and he he refers to himself as the fault finding flaw fleeing Fraser. Fraser, um, which was actually it was an outtake. It was actually like a flop. Line. Oh, really? He didn't it, it wasn't an intentional <laughs> joke, or apparently I don't actually know how true that is. I wasn't there, obviously, but um, he yeah supposedly like flopped the line, and then. David Hyde Pierce just ad-libbed making fun of him so perfectly <laughs> that they just like ran with it yeah. and they sort of start bickering and it just made a perfect little close it for that. It does work very well. Um, you said Flasier. You said Flasier. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, That's good, yeah. Yeah, and I like the fact that they, they do stuff like that occasionally. Yeah. There's one, there's actually a scene in which episode was it I noticed it? Was it The Babysitter, I think? That you can see David Hyde Pierce break character. Oh, can you? Yeah, I'll, if you remind me, I'll, I'll point out this. Yeah, the, the scene. I'll need to, I'll need to go and have a look. But it's uh, it's the first time I ever noticed it. Mm-hmm. But you you do see him smirking behind his hands. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move on. Julia is now behind us. Yes. The doctor is out. Very good episode. Oh, an incredible episode. Iconic episode. I love it one that we have mentioned before a couple of times mm-hmm. it's sort of the go-to whenever there's um sort of an undertone of homosexuality yeah. in fraser which there is on occasion this is kind of the episode that surmises all of it and yeah. condenses it into one nice little present for everyone to yeah. open and unwrap and mm-hmm. watch that metaphor got away from me yep uh <laughs> we have a wonderful patrick stewart as a guest star incredible which, patrick stewart i mean just getting patrick stewart to do any of your shows just must be such an amazing experience he was he was the poo emoji he in wa- the emoji movie he was the poo emoji sir patrick stewart <laughs> was the poo emoji <laughs> you just don't you don't get high class actors like him anymore <laughs> genuine class um Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. <laughs> Genuine glass. <laughs> no, he really is. He's great. And he's so fantastic in this, um, playing a- Alistair Burke, the head of the opera board. Or he's on the opera board. He's he's head? The op- he, uh, he might he may well he might be. be. I mean, he is an opera director he, as yeah. well. Um, um, and just this fantastic... He's, he's very camp, very gay, very English, mm-hmm. um, upper class, you know... Um, uh, thespian I, does thespians yeah. m- more refers to like actors doesn't it thespian than... i think is specifically shakespeare right okay which i mean would be i mean I patrick stewart is, stewart is, well, is, is a patrick thespian, stewart is yeah the character i guess would more opera focused i don't know if you'd still call him a thespian i was gonna say like sort of yeah theat- what's the word for like theatric yeah yeah, yeah. you know what I, you know what i'm trying to say i know what you're saying um and yeah he he kind of doesn't show up until sort of halfway through well he does show up briefly and mm-hmm. then he 
comes into focus in the latter half of the episode. Um, but it starts off with Roz introducing everyone to her new boyfriend. Um, uh, uh, Bruce? No. Barry. Barry. I knew it was a B. Mm-hmm. Um, who is very camp, very stereotypically gay, very mm-hmm. muscly, works in is it women's clothing. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of very obsessed with his with his physique and mm-hmm. his fitness and everything. And Niles and Fraser immediately sort of clock that and stereotype him as gay and sort of make little jokes about it. Martin's like, that guy's not gay. You know how you can tell? The muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I love his innocence in that I think statement. It's, it's Yeah, it's very funny that we're seeing the kind of old-fashioned stereotypes of gay men compared oh, with I've, the... We're like we're not gonna be able to do justice to like how well this episode deals with a lot of this stuff. I I was actually gonna mention Matt, Matt Baum. Baum. There's yeah, we we have definitely mentioned a couple of times in previous episodes that have kind of explored yeah. Fraser talking about homosexuality and stuff. But there's I think there's three videos that Matt Baum has done on. Did you not do one Frasier? solely on this episode? He did. I think he did one on the Matchmaker. Yeah. and one on this episode, and yeah. then one on kind of like the others in the middle. Um. And yeah, it's it's really good just talking about how it, of... how it like encapsulates kind of attitudes towards gay people. Yeah. Um uh, especially compared to like how other sitcoms have done it as well. I was gonna say he's he's a lot better at knowing like the history of other sitcoms and how they approach um yeah. homosexuality in it. Um we're 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 not really we're not great at like critics crit- critiques or anything. Yeah. But you know, I, I do I appreciate very much what they try and do with this episode in that there are a lot of stereotypes and at no point really are they actively making fun of gay people by using the stereotypes they're kind of exemplifying those stereotypes and making fun of the cast for falling for them yeah kind of thing um case in point when fraser thinks he sees barry outside bad billies outside bad billies the the local um gay bar mm-hmm. local gay establishment um he goes in and he's he's in his squash gear wearing niles tight little shorts because mm-hmm. his ripped and he goes up to the people it's just a total like farce when he walks in there yeah. he asks what, what, what he says i'm looking for a guy it's like, well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> I kind of guessed, look, guessing, kind of, judging by the shorts, yeah, or something like that. Um, and um, his his furniture polisher, Eduardo, <laughs> moon, moonlights as the bartender there. Um, that's a euphemism. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, furniture yeah. polisher. That sounds like a slur. It's, it, it very much does actually. Yeah, I think when you put it like that. But just the fact that Fraser gets into it, he's dancing along to the music. He orders a sherry. Mm-hmm. It's all these like stereotypes. Even though we know Fraser isn't gay, it's all those stereotypes that you so easily just shift across and can apply to him. Yeah. To to give the same attitude that they gave to to Barry, mm-hmm. um, and then and people do. Someone phones into his show the next day and says like, "Oh, I saw you last night at Bad Billy's. Why are you hiding this from your um, from your audience?" Mm-hmm. And he then becomes subject to everyone else thinking that he's gay. Yeah, and that kicks off the second half of the plot, where Alistair Burke, Patrick Stewart, also heard or he hears a highlight on someone else's show. Yeah, it's he? it's like the morning chat show or whatever they, yeah. they replay it. I can't yeah. remember what he says the names are, but they're very, it's very funny the way he says it. Mimi and Mimi and Mandy I, or I something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, 
so he assumes that Fraser's gay as well and starts to sort of invite him out, invite him along to the opera rehearsals, out to dinner, um, and it eventually sort of comes to light that they're actually dating yeah. and Fraser doesn't realise mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I think Patrick Stewart is... One thing I quite like um, that's I find funny... I don't know if it's like objectively funny, but the fact that a lot of people have for years have said that Patrick Stewart is sort of secretly closeted mm. um, just because of his attitudes as a as a thespian, yeah. um, how he behaves around people and some of the roles that he's taken, how he acts and stuff. But I mean, he's happily married for like 34 years or something. Yeah, I don't think um, it was actually that long ago they got married. Oh, but they've been together. I think, I think they for, were together for a long time. Um, so I remember seeing that when they got married, I think it was Ian McKellen performed yeah. the ceremony. Well, his I friendship with Ian McKellen, um, well, yeah. who's very openly yeah, yeah. gay, people kind of assume that mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart is as well. Oh, being being in the theatre well, for like it. the whole second half of the 20th century. Know, like, but it's very much like all these stereotypes again. Just mm-hmm. you, you all thought about that. Um, not you all, but like in general, you. Yeah, pe- people, the royal people you. People think of that, yeah. <laughs> people think about that. Um and the fact that he then got to play a role where he is just embodying all of these stereotypes mm-hmm. in this role, kind of getting it out of his system. And I don't know, I, I quite like that. I think that's really, it, it's very inspired casting that they would be able to get Patrick Stewart for something like that. Yeah. Because he's kind of, yeah, he's he's playing the role that everyone, not everyone, that c- certain people, people yeah. assume that, that he is mm-hmm. um which I, I quite like i think he's kind of poking fun at himself while he's oh, doing yeah. it you yeah, know yeah. um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and that that yeah that it all comes to a head at the the opera party alistair announces fraser as a new member on the opera board mm-hmm. which i don't it's never really confirmed or denied whether he retains the role yeah he very well could um but he comes clean to Alistair and says, like, look, I'm really, I'm not gay. He's like, what is he says? Would a weekend in Spain and Madrid change your mind? <laughs> and Fraser like, stops and has to think about it for a minute. He's like, we could certainly see. And he's like, no, no, I can't, I can't. Um, but I love his hesitation there. Like, um, and yeah, they kind of part ways amicably. Alistair kind of says, like, look, as long as you don't embarrass me in front of everyone now, we can do this in private later and we can sort of split ways, which is, I guess, pretty respectful. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, very amicable. And then they all go to a naked hot tub party. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds like a laugh. I mean, yeah. Bunch of theatre folk. Presumably. I think it'd be good. It'd be good fun. I'd, I'd get naked in a hot tub with Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's and there's so much this episode like that i think you could sit and analyze um that i i'm definitely not qualified for i don't know if you have any more thoughts on on it but as we said like matt baum's video i think does a really Mm -hmm. good job of of why this episode is so great and why it's why fraser is was very progressive at the time in their attitudes towards like homosexuality yeah um you know we've said it before they you you could look at look at it as haha everyone thinks fraser's gay they're making fun of it kind of thing but it's really not what they're doing at no, all no not at all um i think it's really it, it's really clever the way that they kind of play with the stereotypes that yeah. they kind of make comments about 
you know, Barry, everyone assumes that Barry's gay. And also, Roz, the way that Roz reacts when Fraser and Niles and Martin make a comment about mm-hmm. it shows that it's not the first time that's happened. Yeah. People obviously have assumed that before. And she's, you know, immediately defends him. Like, just because he dresses well and, like, takes care of his body and, like, isn't... I mean, I was going to say not macho. I guess he is, but, like, not, you know... Stereotypically, yeah. Um that they, they would assume that he's gay and then the the exact same there are also lots of gay stereotypes that are applied to fraser which yeah. have been explored in lots of other episodes and yeah i think the way that they they kind of play around with that that like you can fall into a lot of these stereotypes and not necessarily be defined by them mm-hmm. they don't actually reflect who you are and also so, and then you can have someone like alistair who they he, he doesn't necessarily come across as overly gay i mean yeah he's a bit camp he doesn't necessarily come across mm-hmm. as overly gay and then until he sort of says like yeah i went through the same thing and he mentions that he had had a boyfriend and had to come out to his wife and mm-hmm. you know before that if you had insisted he was straight it probably would have flown under the radar i guess uh, yeah maybe not but <laughs> well yeah who knows um yeah but it's, and, yeah no i agree it's it's very fun how they play with all these all these various things. Mm-hmm. I think you put it quite, yeah, you put it quite nicely. It's like all these stereotypes, like they don't define who you are, yeah. um, which is a pretty positive message to put across um, when you think about it. The the idea that someone has to do certain things or is not able to do certain things based on their sexuality is just mm-hmm. it's very harmful in the long run. Yeah, 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 and that's why this episode is so great. It is. Um, I. I didn't give it a full five cupper. Ooh, really? I didn't. Um, and I'm not entirely certain on why. I I think I think it's maybe how the plot is structured. In that it's it feels very much like a split episode. Mm. It's very much the first half is Fraser and Niles uh, trying to um, disprove Barry being straight. Yeah, or it feels like that's the first half of the plot, and the second half is all about Alistair and Fraser's relationship. Yeah, and I don't know. There's something about it just doesn't flow quite as nicely as I would like it. I think. Yeah, I guess. Just I the narrative of the plot's a little bit. Everything individually is great. It's all very. It, there are a lot of really funny jokes in it, and as we've spoken about, all the stuff with the homosexual stereotypes is is really just enjoyable to watch when you think about it, and it comes out with a great message. Um, so I did give it a four. Mm-hmm. I did give it a four, and it's probably a pretty high four. But I yeah. just couldn't quite give it that full full fifth cup, mm. the elusive fifth cup. I'm afraid. Fair enough. I'm a little surprised because I mean, I I definitely think of this as one of the best episodes of the show. Really, this was an immediate five for me. Okay, because I think not only is it doing and seeing lots of interesting things, it's also genuinely very very funny. Yeah, like lots of the jokes and the performances are great. And I just, I, I really just think it kind of knocks out of the park. Okay. Patrick Stewart has got to be one of the best guest stars. I think he is fantastic. A- across he, the he whole show. He is amazing, yeah. Maybe even the best. I don't know if I'd go that. Mm. One of the most notable, mm. when you think of guest stars in Frasier, yeah. your mind probably jumps to Patrick Stewart. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd go as far as saying the best. Okay. 
I mean, I, I, I definitely. I don't it. begrudge among, you among a full the, among five the best, cups, to be fair. Yeah, but I just I couldn't quite mm-hmm. couldn't quite match up to that. And another yeah. little guest appearance that, the, as you mentioned, someone calls in and kind of tries to out for oh, yes. on the air. Yes. Um, Kevin is voiced by Benjamin Bratt, who is in various things. Uh, Miss Congeniality is the thing that I know him best from. Who is he in that? He's like the the other FBI agent, the kind oh, of right. love interest who Bratt. shouldn't be the love interest because he's an arsehole. Yeah, I have opinions about Miss Congeniality. I like Miss Congeniality. It's a great film. Yeah, it's a really good film anyway but yes <laughs> that's for the next podcast that's for the next podcast we can talk about this congeniality podcast <laughs> in, uh, yeah um yeah and as we've said if you've not already go and watch matt Baum's videos on it yeah because they're, re- they're super interesting they go into a lot more detail than we did and mm-hmm. he is a lot more knowledgeable on on the subject of yeah. sitcoms and, and homosexuality in sitcoms yeah so yeah definitely and worth a watch lots of interesting videos on more than just uh fraser he did a video about um leslie jordan who passed away recently which was very interesting mm-hmm. he did a video about um angela lansbury as well which was really really good and one about the kind of the history of will and grace which sort of tied into fraser because um sort of off the back of fraser off the that? back of fraser because sean hayes who was one of the main characters in will and grace he played jack and will and grace kind of got snubbed a lot of the time at mm. award shows and when David Hyde Pierce won, I think it was the first time he won a Best Supporting Actor Emmy, he specifically called out the Emmys for not nominating Sean Hayes really? alongside him. I didn't know that. Um, and, well, he kind of said, like, oh, it's really great that I'm up against, and it was whoever it was. I think Peter Boyle from Everybody Loves Raymond was one of the others, and whoever whoever it was. I'm sorry. Various, Peter Boyle got a supporting I think actor he got, I think he, and Sean Hayes didn't. Yeah. And I think it was, like, or I, that might have been one of the later years or whenever it was, but it was, like, other, you know, people that were nominated mm-hmm. around the same time. And then he listed Sean Hayes and then said, oh, he wasn't nominated? Well, he should have been. Um and it just like, was very clever. And then the next year, Sean Hayes won. All right. And thanks David Hyde Pierce for single-handedly nominating him, um, which is I like Sean Hayes. Very funny. He, he's, he's very good. Fantastic. He's very um, good. And yeah, that's yeah, very well deserving of a oh absolutely. Emmy, I think he's him absolutely. and Megan Mullally, oh, and so Will funny. and Grace just. They're probably the highlight of that show. They're such a good duo. They're better as much than as I love Will as much Grace. as I love both Will and Grace. They are, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, this isn't a Will and Grace podcast. No, it's not. But we we're talking about how great Matt Bell is. I know. I know. So, yes, he is yeah. also amazing, mm-hmm. and definitely check him out. Yep. Okay, we'll move on for now because time is ticking, and you've got some super brewing. That you I need do. To get back to. I do. Ewan's making a what is it? Winter veg. Soup? A winter soup. I thought it was kind of funny because that's what Fraser makes in the placeholder. Oh, is that actually? Is he, he kind of talks. I was about going to say like when you said that, like I was a, like, I've heard that somewhere. He's recently. talking about like, making yeah. a winter soup and he has it in a slow cooker. That's and what it I is. actually have a slow cooker full of winter soup that I'm going to have for my dinner when I get home. I'm sure it will be tasty. I'm sure it will. Okay, next up, the babysitter. Um, so we get we get another great guest. Mm-hmm. Um, who actually becomes a recurring character, which yeah. I am very thankful for, to be honest. And I actually thought she was introduced a lot later in this season. I don't know why. Mm. I think it's because of how the season concludes. I thought it was quite rushed. Yeah. It, like, in my head, I always remember it as being quite rushed. Oops, I just punched the microphone. Um, but it's not really, because this is right at the start. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm thinking. But anyway, Wendy Malick joins as Ronnie Lawrence who is 
was Fraser and Niall's babysitter back in the day. Um, he bumps into her while out shopping for a new couch for his private practice office, which he is going back to mm-hmm. shortly. I think the next disc. Yeah, he goes back. We actually see him back to it. He and Niles are out shopping. Bump into her. Um, she's looking very good. I mean, Wendy Malik, very attractive. Yep. Um, and I think it's implied that she is a wee bit older than the two of them, but she's had a lot of work done. I don't mm-hmm. know how in real life if that's sort of a poke at Wendy Malik. Yeah, or if, I, d- I don't know. Um, but either way, he's very attracted to her and invites her around for for drinks. Um. This then results in Martin stealing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Martin assumes that... Which actually, it's one of my favourite lines. Martin assumes that Fraser brought uh, Ronnie home f- for him. And <laughs> Fraser is just like, look on his face and like, since when do I bring you women? <laughs> and the way that he just like yeah. shouts this at Martin is fantastic um we were talking a wee bit uh i think it was just the last episode about kelsey grammar kind of phoning it in a little bit mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really great lines actually that he's he's had yeah. recently i i accidentally watched a little bit further ahead so not in an episode that we're going to be talking about in this disc but one at the start of the next disc oh i know what you're talking there's, about there's exactly. a line delivery that he 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 does and it made me realize that kelsey grammar has he has one thing that he does really really well and that's that like it just really exaggerated it's like the way that he he has that line yeah there and what he yeah i don't know what you would call it i don't know it's just this totally exaggerated really theatrical yeah line delivery that like you don't get from many other tv actors no and it he just nails it and he he just yeah he, it's so good and that's the thing that he's best at that no i don't think anyone else does it as well as he does no, no i don't think they ever will either. um and he just yeah it's great but yeah um so yeah i really love that line and martin proceeds to to follow ronnie that she leaves to go and do her um night show she's a singer and piano player at a local like i guess like jazz lounge mm. i don't really know what you would call it um Martin follows her down and then Fraser follows her down after they both agree not to pursue her. It should be pointed out that they mm-hmm. both renege on their agreement. Um but she's clearly very interested in Martin and not Fraser. And this puts him to um, I'll try again. This put puts I'll try a third time. This puts him into a bit of a depression. Yeah. <laughs> I got there eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this puts him into a bit of a depression and he yeah just yeah he's just struggling he's you see him he's sitting on the couch the door is wide open he's eating profiteroles out the box watching what is his what wheel of fortune i think he says he's watching Mm -hmm. it's just yeah thoroughly depressed and this leads to him discovering some uh some little blue pills in martin's velveta box (laughs) I don't know. Velveeta is such a horrible name for cheese. Yeah. There's just something about the way that Velveeta sounds. It shouldn't be cheese. It should be like a carpet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't guess. know if that makes sense. Like, it just I, I, it does, but I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't. I don't know what that means, but I agree with you. I just think of like velvet, but the I thought guess, of yeah. velvet texture of being something that you eat. Just, I think you think of like ugh. like velvet, like smooth. Yeah. 
it makes me picture like a very very soft cheese Ugh, I don't know. which i kind of it's but it's like cheap is it not it, well it's... yeah and it comes in a, like a rectangular but we don't get velveta in this country yeah, if anyone in the states is just confused as to why we're so if anyone wants to send us bewildered. some velveta <laughs> someone wants to send us some velveta we should we should Give we should open shot. a p.o box so people can oh, send yeah. us cheese do a velveta um, challenge on <laughs> oh god um yeah yeah i don't know it's kind of notorious for not being good yeah cheese well fraser niles kind of oh niles especially kind of box at it yeah when fraser brings it out to make a sandwich mm-hmm. um but they find yeah martin's little blue pills and this is what Why sorry I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of what fraser would be making the sandwich because he says that he's putting his leftover chutneys Oh yeah. So is it just Velveeta cheese and a bunch of different types of chutney? That sounds like a disgusting sandwich. Cheese and chutney sandwich. Well, like cheese that and pickle. Great. No, but like, n- like low quality cheese. Yeah. And a bunch of different types of chutney mixed together. Yeah, presumably high quality chutneys. Yeah. That evens out. I don't know if it does. Bad cheese, good chutney. That's mm, good, not, makes for a medium sandwich. Not sure about that. I mean, we're we're British. We've got. Cheese and pickle sandwiches. We do. That's I, a, I that's like a, thing a cheese here. and pickle sandwich. Cheese and pickle sandwich is pretty good. Plowman's. Yep. <sighs> Nay bad. Um, right, so I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Little Sorry, blue, I distracted Little blue pills. Um, yeah, Martin has had to go to the pharmacy and, and pick up some pills to help him perform because he's he keeps picturing Ronnie as the, the little babysitter, mm-hmm. which in hindsight is kind of fair. If he's like an older man now and he's picturing her as a young teenager, yeah, the fact that he's kind of a bit uncomfortable with that, I think, is is pretty normal. Yeah, um, he's not kind of seeing her as she is now and really how she was when he knew her. And initially, Fraser kind of points towards guilt of feeling attracted to her when she was younger and mm-hmm. when he was younger as well. Um, but we find out that it was actually just because it was a different babysitter. He was just thinking of someone else. Just thinking of someone else in a little... He says that she was in a school uniform all the time. I presume like a private school uniform. Yeah. And that was what made him feel uncomfortable, which I get, like, fair enough, I guess. Um, but during this kind of realization and, and guilt-ridden discussion, Fraser kind of finds his mojo again. Yeah. And he figures out what Martin's issue is and then he figures out what Niles has been like chattering a lot throughout the Mm -hmm. whole episode he kind of keeps banging on much like I do just like rambling yeah um and Fraser kind of diagnoses that very quickly he realizes that it's whenever Fraser brings up the fact that he's returning to private practice and obviously Niles is apprehensive about that he doesn't want Fraser taking his space in the private practice world he's kind of not not jealous or envious but just kind of i, I don't know i would yeah jealous, jealous I, think you is, think of... I think kind of concerned that that fraser is going to sweep in and do a better job than he is yeah um and kind of resentful that fraser always you know does the things that he's already yeah, doing i think resentful is kind of the word i was looking for but yeah he is and but fraser reassures him and he's kind of back on track he's he's found his his pizzazz, his mojo, um, and gets him out, gets himself out of that funk, um, and that yeah, that that's kind of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Martin Martin goes off and and pursues Ronnie again without the help of his his pills. Yep. Uh, Niles is quite comfortable with Fraser going back to private practice, and yeah, we will see Ronnie again shortly. Yeah. 
we will see Fraser back in private. We will see Fraser, Fraser, mm-hmm. again in private practice again soon too. God, I'm struggling today. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the thing I was going to mention about Niles uh, David Hyde Pierce breaking character is mm-hmm. when they're in the kitchen and they find the Velveeta box with the blue pills in it, and then they drop it, and Martin opens the front door. Niles screams. And he does this really like high pitched girly scream. Yeah. And when Martin walks in, they're trying to like mask their shock. Mm-hmm. And you can see David Hyde Pierce like holding his hand over his mouth and he's kind of smirking behind it. Yeah. Because of this noise that he made. It, it was really I need funny to go I need to go back and watch Yeah, that you need so to see, see it. It's, it's really good. Um so the babysitter. Hmm. Um I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it um it it does well to introduce a new character i think again it suffers a little bit from this kind of split plot rather than a three-part three act story um we get quite a lot at the start of them introducing ronnie and and going out to her jazz club and in the second half of the episode is all about martin dealing with his issues fraser dealing with his issues niles dealing with his issues um so it feels very much like a part one, part two, rather than a three-act story, which yeah. is an issue we've had multiple times across the show. Or, mm-hmm. okay, it's an issue I've had with the show. I don't yeah. know whether it's actually, like, an objective issue or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wendy Malick's great. Um, I think there's a lot of humor around, particularly the Velveeta stuff. I think it's very funny. Um, and a lot of Ronnie's jokes about her plastic surgery and mm-hmm. her sort of uh i don't want to say conning but uh gathering money from the patrons at her yeah. club are, yeah, are very yeah. funny um so yeah I, I give it a three i give it a three um i'm actually thinking i kind of want to bump that up a bit but i'm going to stick with what i've got yeah i think it is quite middle of the road it falls down a little bit in just kind of overall like overall narrative quality mm-hmm. i think um but the performance of wendy malick and then a lot of the the humor surrounding her character is is enough to kind of secure it as a pretty decent episode yeah yeah i i agree um i think it's getting the introduction of ronnie um and just having Wendy Malick in is just is really great, and it makes the episode a lot stronger. And I I like her relationship with Martin, and it's nice seeing that kicked off. And I think it's it it lends itself to some some good jokes. I think the rest of the episode is just sort of nothing. It's not bad. It just also doesn't really add anything. Mm-hmm. So overall, it just balances out as a as a three. You got a three as well. Give it a three as well. Big fat thropper. Big fat thropper. Big fat thropper. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like I kind of want to give it more because of Wendy Malick, but we'll leave it as it is. There's, there's, there's other episodes coming up that I think are a lot better that give her character a bit more life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the introduction's great, and I think she does well as a recurring character until, well, until the end of the show. Yep, the end of the series. Okay, next up, the placeholder. Yep. Yeah. Um we're introduced to Anne. Can't even remember her second name. Hodges. Anne Hodges, thank you. 
Roz's friend um, and and date for Frasier. Mm-hmm. Um, she again is is a recurring character, although granted far fewer episodes than Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, yeah, she is just about the most insufferable character I've ever seen in a sitcom. She is pretty bad, and this kind of puts julia into new perspective because at least julia had you hate her but she has a personality that you're designed to hate yeah Anne is just just the worst like i don't are you meant to hate her yeah you're you're supposed to find her annoying yeah but she's like annoying she's not bitchy or funny yeah she's just annoying yeah (laughs) yeah like Um, it yeah you you hate julia but i think a lot of the time the kind of the comments that she makes about other people when she's being sort of rude and snarky are often funny yeah or at least they're sometimes funny yeah. but yeah no Anne is just annoying just the worst um that is my notes for these episodes this episode by the way it's mm-hmm. just Anne is the worst yep um so she yeah gets set up on a date with fraser fraser initially declines but after um <laughs> after just thinking of Mr. Bottomsley. Mr. After Bottoms. watching oh, his Mr. his neighbor's cat, Mr. Bottomsley, um, and going out to dinner and being the only single person there, he goes out with Martin and Ronnie and uh, Niles and Daphne. He comes home to the cat. He's feeding the cat. He brings out like a full like dinner uh, platter mm-hmm. with fresh tuna for the cat and then he puts a rug around himself he's got (laughs) his sweater on he takes the cat up to look in his old antique mirror and he's kind of petting the cat and he realizes oh my god no yeah (laughs) what does he say i'm aunt shirley i'm I'm aunt shirley (laughs) yeah and he realizes just how like miserable and single and lonely he is so he rushes over the phone and he calls up Anne, and he eventually goes on the date and yeah we, we get the we've kind of got hints at what she's like in the first scene with her and Roz at Nervosa but here we're really just she just talks and talks and she has absolutely zero social awareness yeah of what's going on they're ordering food and and she goes off to the bathroom and she's very open about what she's doing in the bathroom and it's like oh my god just a terrible first day just shut up and then she starts like complaining about her previous is it her husband? I think she got divorced. I think she's talking about her husband. And then her previous dates that she's been on, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> the call's coming from inside the Is house, yeah. Anne. <laughs> um, and amidst all this, he bumps into Kenny, who was also trying to set him up earlier in the episode with his cousin, who is aptly named Miss Wright. Yes. Um, who is, yeah, objectively very attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems very keen on Fraser. Listens to the show. She's very friendly and sort of amicable, amiable, 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 amicable. Is when it's what's the difference between amiable and amicable? I'm not entirely sure. I think amiable is likable. Yeah, amicable is like an amicable breakup when you guess with friends afterward. I don't know. I, uh, I'm not sure if there's that much of a difference. Yeah, it's fine. I failed English the first time. That's fine. Um, at school, not like in life. <laughs> no, just trying to learn. I, was... <laughs> I accidentally learned French instead. <laughs> yes. I learned uh, the other languages first. 
Um, it's a wonder I can get through a single sentence, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so so he kind of becomes a bit enamored with Miss Wright and and tries to leave the date with Anne Early, but as we said, she has zero social awareness so she doesn't take the hint he tries to take a fake phone call she doesn't take the hint again he then finally like he eats the food off her plate Mm -hmm. and drinks her wine and then like physically sees her to the door and pays for her taxi and she still doesn't leave yeah (laughs) she comes back in and in fairness he probably should have given it like five minutes before he tried to sit with kenny and What's the Liz Liz Wright? Yeah. Is that her name? Um but yeah, she comes in and interrupts and obviously just throws the whole plan up in the air. It's it's very awkward that kind of scene and Fraser does deserve it. But really he should have just said, Anne, leave me alone. You're awful. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Here is a woman who actually seems very pleasant and I would like to like to speak with her now. I Goodbye. Get, I guess the problem is that if she reacted badly, then that's immediately going to put him off on the wrong foot if he's then going to try and get with Liz. But she did react badly. She did. Yeah. He he still completely fumbled it. I'm well, sure that yeah, I mean, yeah. What he should have done is tried to find a solution where Anne is not going to freak out. I guess. Rather than just telling her to piss off. Because that probably would have had her react just as badly. Well maybe but he could have he could have easily swung that mm-hmm. and just said oh she was a blind date we didn't hit it off you seem lovely would you like to have a drink mm-hmm. there we go two sentences mm-hmm. sorted mm-hmm. yeah no i don't know i don't know how someone would react in that situation i don't know if i would react very well to someone if they if they did that with me if i saw them having if it a was terrible a blind date. date yeah and someone was up front with i me, think that's something i would that, much rather that that's something that you probably could explain away in time i don't think i would immediately go and ask someone else out uh, i would at least give it a little bit of time i guess but maybe who knows <sighs> yeah okay um i gotta be honest i don't remember if there's a secondary plot to this episode i don't think there is um is there? I. There could be. Is this the. No. The Duopalooza is the next episode. Duopalooza is the next episode. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, is, well, no, not really. Because I think it's just like the opening. You've got the, the, the five of them go out for dinner mm-hmm. Martin and Ronnie and Daphne and Niles and Fraser. And then you've got Rose and Kenny who are trying to set them uh, up. Yeah. And that's about it. The rest of it's just them all at dinner and. Mm hmm and fumbling speak speaking of excellent <laughs> guest stars like some of the best guest stars in in the whole show mr bottomsley mr Bo- he's just an adorable little cat he, he's i so actually cute. i thought he was you know you know when you get some cats in tv shows mm-hmm. and they're just like they're just cats they're just yeah. generic cats they're just yeah. they're just there they do the job and go home mm-hmm. he's got he's one of those cats who's got like the little chubby faces he's great and the big eyes and he's so cute and he's so adorable and he Mr. likes Bottoms- his tuna, he and does. he's got a stupid name, which just makes <laughs> him all Mr. the more adorable. Mr. Bottomsley, it's a great name for a cat. That is a fantastic name for a cat. Um, you're more into cats than I am. I'm more a dog person. You are more a dog person. I can I appreciate a cute cat when I see it. I kind of like both cats and dogs. I don't know if I'm necessarily you're not more a cat one. person. Not necessarily. My partner is definitely more a cat person, okay. which I think would sway me more on if I were to get either a cat or a dog. It would that's be a fair. cat, but that's not 
you're gonna get a cat named Mr. Bombsley. Possibly. That would be cute. Possibly. I'd 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 uh, I'd babysit. Want to give it a cat? I'd cat sit, Mister Bottomsley. Bottomsley. I'd get my sweater on, mm-hmm. bring him some tuna. Yeah, we'd sit and play in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold the, hold the cat up to the mirror the... and have him have him experience yeah. his own existence. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great break. His great little, evening. Break his little mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I, I, genuinely talking about guest stars. So yeah, Anne is played by Julia Sweeney, who is actually a very funny actress. Yeah. And has had guest spots in various other things. She was in Brooklyn Nine Nine not long ago. Was I she? I don't know which season it was. It was. I think it was. Uh, who did she play? It's there's an episode which is right after Jake and Amy get married. Spoilers mm-hmm. for Brooklyn Nine Nine. <gasps> It came out years ago. I know. Um, when they just after they've gotten married and they're in a hospital, Jake needs to watch yes, a patient. That's right. And she's like a she's like an older woman, and she it turns out that she's actually got a bomb. Yeah, she's trying to murder. She's I think to... the guy killed her son or something. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, like and they're trying to protect him. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, and she's you're like, right, it's a right. very funny, just sort of guest spot where she's playing she this kind great. of sweet old woman who's yeah. also a terrorist. Yeah, um, and she's like kind of lots of similar guest spots in various things, and she was in a few things more recently. Yeah, um, I f- I feel like it bears repeating. I know we've said it a couple of times, but whenever we are criticizing characters, we are not criticizing the yeah. actors behind them. I think especially if it's a character that we dislike, yeah. where we're supposed to dislike them. Yeah. If anything, it's a credit to the actor that they've done such a good job. Yeah. Being so unlikable, that goes for someone like Felicity Hoffman as well. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and also Liz Wright is played by Krista Allen. Which is a name that I recognise, although I didn't actually know her from an awful lot. She was in Days of Our Lives, all right, for a long time. I don't know how long before they had, they had in, all the pretty kind of in the nineties. They? they did, <laughs> um, and she was in she was in Liar Liar, the Jim Carrey film. Oh yeah, um, there's a was she the liar? No, Jim Carrey's the liar. That's the whole plot of that film. Just, uh, <laughs> I know that <laughs> you idiot, you fool. <laughs> um, there's a scene when he's like he's in the lift. And he meets one, bumps into one of his neighbors, mm-hmm. and he keeps accidentally making well, not like because he's cursed, he's not allowed to lie. He yeah. keeps making comments about her breasts, and it's his joke about like, oh, she's really gorgeous, and he keeps he's basically just sexually harassing her. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how I feel about liar liar. It's a very dated film. At it's this a point, little bit dated, yeah. But um, yeah, that was Chris Allen, okay, as well. I didn't realize she was kind of like a notable guest star. She's not in this episode a whole lot. She's not in an awful lot i think she often tends to just sort of appear in little bit parts as just like an attractive woman yeah um but yeah she was in she was in days of our lives for quite a long time in the 90s yeah. so there's quite a few actors got their start in days of our lives yeah. i suppose yeah. can't criticize that too much right the placeholder the placeholder it's a one one yeah not i'm glad we agree not it's not a good episode it's really not enjoyable. even mr bottomsley cannot save nope. this episode the Nothing poor cat. No, it's it's very. It's another one of those episodes that's just really quite difficult to watch because of how insufferable certain characters are. Yep. Anne at first, and then Fraser when he's trying to get out of that situation with with Miss Wright. It's it's all very uncomfortable. the The plot is very thin, and unless you find that kind of humor, like Anne's kind of humor, the annoying character funny, it it's not a good watch. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't even know if there's anyone that finds that kind of humor funny. I imagine there must be some. She definitely stands out. I think amongst 
fans from what i've seen of people talking about it online she stands out as one of the sort of like low points of the show yeah um uh, that's i can people yeah. really do not like the character at all and it definitely stands out no i can understand that understand and relate cool mm-hmm. one cup for the placeholder one cup now final episode of the disc i don't know why i said that so weird i'm listening the first time we've actually had like a ref like a uh i'm listening title uh, yeah i would have thought we would have something like that a lot sooner like thanks for listening or i'm listening or yeah did we had good good night seattle well, that's the last episode that's the last episode so yes yeah, so it's only now it's season yeah. 11 we've not had any like references to fraser's common speeches yeah i suppose not but there we go um so i'm listening uh refers to fraser who seems to just keep getting into little predicaments where he's overhearing ronnie and ronnie and martin's conversations um he he finds out that she is still seeing other people while dating martin which you know if they're not exclusive fair enough um but he brings that up with martin martin gets quite upset one with him for for eavesdropping and with ronnie for well kind of with himself i guess for letting himself get involved in a new relationship but not realizing that she didn't feel as strongly towards him as he did towards her and this leads to a fun little farce at cafe nervosa where Roz pretends to be martin's date and uh ronnie's with her date and Mm -hmm. everyone doesn't know who's who and sheila's there and it's just all very funny uh and then Roz's date turns up and Roz's date turns up uh it's very weird um but very funny as well and very much back on form for the sort of fraser farce yeah it's 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 a shame it's only really the one scene. it's only the one scene it's a bit disappointing um yeah the rest of the episode is well martin finally comes clean to ronnie and admits that uh, you know he does want a relationship with her only to fraser eavesdrop well eavesdrops on the two of them together um and then he finds himself in ronnie's car Mm -hmm. and eavesdrops on them eventually making out and potentially more don't know i hope not um from the back seat of the car it, uh, yeah not very unpleasant um so he he doesn't really get over his 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 issues mm. of eavesdropping on people but i imagine after that incident in the car he would probably try a lot harder <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> i certainly would um but yeah, it, it, it's one of those episodes that's very good, but not for really any great reason. It's just kind of a fun watch. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just quite enjoy this episode. I think Ronnie and Martin's chemistry is really great. Mm-hmm. I think she very much just works her way into the cast, the the recurring cast, very easily and yeah she does just slots right in mm-hmm. um i would have loved if we'd had wendy malik previously you know the last time we had a recurring um a recurring partner for martin was sherry mm-hmm. and that was season four and five yeah um who again is also amazing yeah so they kind of and they're quite similar characters not not incredibly similar but kind yeah. of similar 
Yeah, they they have their they're they have the similarities. Musical, they're both a bit <laughs> yeah. loud, quite they're flamboyant, both... flamboyant, flamboyant, flamboyant. They're both very flamboyant, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think we don't get as much of like Fraser and Niles butting heads with Ronnie, no, as that's we true. did with with Sherry, yeah, but which is nice because we have we have seen that before, so mm-hmm. it's nice that we're not just getting more of that. Um, but you could imagine, like the opening scene. Uh, to this episode with ronnie at the piano yeah she's singing um it. and you know fraser gets woken up and she's kind of winding him up about being grumpy you could imagine sherry doing that oh a hundred percent you know they're they're 100%. really not they're not dissimilar no as uh, yeah i never really thought of them as similar to be honest i never really mm. gave it much thought but yeah you're right there is there is a lot there yeah um yeah, yeah. you've given me yeah, a new angle to think about yeah. <laughs> um yeah, overall. So, what? Sorry, what did you did you give it? I didn't give a ranking you yet. Give a no, ranking, yeah. but I am. Um, but I gave it a four. Yeah, I gave it a four. Um, I, I, yeah, I really like this episode. I don't know. I was quite surprised by it. Just it. I really like Wendy Malick. I, I mm-hmm. think she's a really great actor. I, I like Ronnie as well as a character. I think the scene in Cafe Nervosa is really funny. I think when Roz comes to visit later on, is very funny. Her kind of trepidation entering the apartment like not knowing yeah. if it, if she still needs to lie or not yeah is great um fraser's just inherent ability to just ruin everyone's day <laughs> by listening in on their conversations mm-hmm. and getting involved is is great and martin calling him out on it it's yeah i don't know it's just a really fun episode mar ed niles trying to woo his nursery painter by getting tickets for Duopalooza. Duopalooza. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just a really fun episode. And mm. normally I would give it a bit lower, but just when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I really like this. I'm gonna i I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four cups. Fair enough. I I didn't give it quite as high a rating. Oh no. I give it a two. Oh no. Well that's quite low. I think it's a little bit more it's not it's definitely not bad. I think it's a high two. I just definitely think it's a bit below average. I think getting more of Ronnie properly. I mean, we did get her in the last episode as well, but we're actually getting the an episode centered more around her and getting her to kind of show off and be a lot of fun. Um, is good. I think the the scene in the cafe with all the kind of double meanings and misunderstandings is funny but not as good as it has been done other times no and, that's fair and it's it very short i think it, it's definitely not bad it's just not really long enough to to be that interesting or impressive or do anything particularly funny that's fair um yeah so in the end i i, I kind of it comes down on just a little bit below average okay about two. i guess maybe it would have been better to give it a low three than a high two but i'm gonna stick with the two that's a shame so you, you'd rank the babysitter higher then yeah i think the babysitter is a, a bit stronger a bit stronger okay it really all it really comes down to between the two is the kind of jokes that are written for ronnie okay because i think she's definitely the highlight of both episodes mm-hmm. it's just that the the jokes when she's introduced and this kind of the stuff about babysitting fraser and niles and um all of the jokes about like you know like while she's at work and things like that that we don't get and i'm listening are a lot funnier okay so that sort of 
puts it puts it up. That's fair. That's fair. I'll grant you that. Don't agree, yeah. but I'll give you it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to agree about everything. We don't. We don't. But I'm hoping you'll give me a decent highlight that I can laugh about. Oh man, I don't even know what I could give you as a highlight. I mean, it may well just be Patrick Stewart. I'm trying to think if there's any particular deliveries. I mean, that's a fair highlight, to be honest, of this disc. Particularly good jokes. It's kind of just any time he's on screen, he's very funny. He makes a joke about um, Lab OM and having to having to speak to his his lead actress and say you're having to ask her to lay off the cheeseburgers because you're dying of consumption not overconsumption. <laughs> and i think it's just that like the kind of dry delivery it's like he's uh i don't know someone it's like he's someone he's like uh, no coward no nope. i was trying to think i was trying to think of a better example <laughs> than no coward of someone who's witty but yes not no, you no, not definitely <laughs> not me no coward I mean, not me either. But yes, say, for some reason, I was going to say Orson Welles. That was the first name oh. that popped into my head. I don't know why that was the first name that popped into my head. You're dying of consumption, <laughs> not overconsumption. Ah, ah. French. <laughs> ah, I love Orson Welles. He's ah, such an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. So. I've got I, I I've got a few that I quite like. Um, there's a couple from I'm listening. I love the the joke when um, Fraser gets chewed out by Martin mm. for eavesdropping on their conversation, and two guys oh, at yeah. the opposite table start like giggling, and Fraser turns around and kind of gives them a talking to and says like, "Don't you know it's rude to listen in other people's conversations?" And the two guys start signing to each other mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" And you realize that they're deaf, and you're like. Oh my <laughs> god! It's just like total bury your head in the hand and in, in head in your hands moment. Yeah, but I, I love the way that it's portrayed. And Fraser's just like, oh no, <laughs> I was I was what curious I to see what it was they were signing. Yeah, and apparently I don't actually I don't know if did this is out? true. I did. Yeah. I don't know if this is true. Like, take this with a pinch of salt because it's just something I read on the internet. Uh-huh. But apparently, one the first guy says, "What's his problem?" and the other one says, "I have no idea." <laughs> So it's not necessarily like a joke. I think that would have been a good opportunity to put in a nice little joke for the um, for the sign language speaking audience. But uh, yeah, I I think think it's just funny that they. they I I love that. that, Yeah, they're so like baffled by this crazy man who's interrupting their conversation. Yeah. Um, but the the other one is also from I'm listening, and it's when Fraser's looking for his money clip, Mm -hmm. and Niles comes in. He's like rummaging around the pillows mm-hmm. and niles just kind of starts rummaging the pillows as well yeah. <laughs> just he just like through for whatever reason he's just like okay this is what we're doing now um and he kind of says like what, what are we looking for where says oh uh, my money clip have you seen it and niles just turned around and says rarely <laughs> <laughs> and i just love that like dry one-liner yeah that Fraser's really stingy and just immediately gets <laughs> pay for things. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just that that level of sarcasm <laughs> is just beautiful. So I th- I think I'll give it to that. I love Niall's little little one 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 liner comment, but the two deaf guys as well. I think is great. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else earlier on. Not really, not really. The Cherry Garcia drawing mm-hmm. could get that tattooed. Jerry Garcia. It's quite funny. I think it's quite funny, yeah. Okay. Disc one. Three left. Yeah. 
three ep- three left. Only three episodes left. I know. I know. Wild. I know. Feels like just yesterday. Hmm. So yeah, it wasn't a, that long. A harp playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll crack on. We'll get these last twenty some episodes done. Not even twenty. Eighteen. 18. Episodes to go. Out of the way. Um. Mm-hmm. We will be making some announcements soon. Yep. We need to finalize some things, organize some things. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your butts. (laughs) As the great Samuel Jackson says. Um, It's really not that exciting. But we hope you'll stick around and and listen out to what we've got going on next. Um, But until we do, please also still stick around and (laughs) listen to the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh no, I don't think so. Um yeah. Shout out again to From the Desk of Maris Crenay Crenay for, for giving us a, a little mention in, on Instagram. And hello again if anyone is has joined us specifically from there and and managed to stick with this episode I know, I know, as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> if you've made it this far, congratulations. And also, yeah, absolutely go and check out Matt Bam talking about uh, The Doctor Is Out. Mm, 100%. And, and, and about whatever else. If we remember, we'll link the video. Yes. With the, I will, the, really, I will try the podcast release. I it's, will do that. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Well, have a great day, everyone. Good mental health. And thank you for listening. This has been a Happy Brothers podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Bros Pod. All opinions are our own, and as always, special thanks to Leo O'Donnell for the show's artwork.